Bam 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 Welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy, comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I'm Misty Stinnett. I'm Lisa Linky. And this intro is for our international listeners. In a particular continent. Yeah, you can guess where. It's France. <laughs> and this is not your your uh, typical book no, review. not at all. <laughs> this is a... Uh, the weekly beef, yeah, where we uh, do supplemental material content, content. Listener communiques, yeah. Sometimes we quizzes. read articles, quizzes, quizzes, trivia, yeah, the like. Where, yeah, you get it. We talk about our adventures, yeah, what's going on in our lives, some thought-provoking questions, and the sexiest word of all: homework. You get it. Yeah. You're here for this. Yeah. This. This. You know what we mean. Why, of course. So we're going to get started today on this episode of The Weekly Beef. The Weekly Beef. Lisa. Yeah. The last book we had, I didn't assign you any homework. Thanks. Or you didn't assign me homework. No, I didn't. It was Raising Your Vibration. Raise Your Vibration by Kyle Gray. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't assign me homework. It wasn't your favourite. I'm trying to set intentions anyway. That's right. You're already very good at it. So here's what I want to talk about. All right. On today's Weekly Beef episode. <laughs> That's right. It's an episode. You can tell which one of us has a better Australian accent. I'm speaking French. I don't know what you're you're talking well, about. I'm speaking Chinese. Great. This is like British period pieces. It doesn't matter where in the world it actually was, as long as they're speaking in a British accent. Yeah. We believe them. We go together like chalk and cheese. Everyone knows what that means, so we're not gonna explain it. Every Australian does. Marmite. No. <laughs> I like Vegemite. I don't. Great. Anyway, you've got an article. It's called How to Stop Saying I'm Sorry So Much. I'm sorry. Thought you should stop fucking saying that. <laughs> well, it's going to be a hard habit to Three break. steps to take. This is what it's called. How this many is from steps? Three. How many? Three steps. Three steps. By MelodyWilding.com. All right. We're going to keep this up the whole episode. Yeah. What do you think? I you're the one reading the article. The article. Article. The You're article. the one reading the article. The article. Everyone, strip in. We're going to go get Lisa and Misty. No, strip in. We're going to strip. Okay, we're going to strip in. It's a real challenge for you. <laughs> right it is. Right. Right. Does either of these situations sound familiar? Not yet. You start an email to your boss with, I'm sorry to bother you, but... Uh. A colleague plops their papers down on the conference table, knocking your coffee over. Sorry, let me get the stuff out of your way, you say as you begin cleaning up. Ooh. Maybe you've fallen into this over-apologising trip or have found yourself saying, I'm sorry, for things that don't merit an apology in the first place. Nah. It's a bad habit 
that can morph into a reflex reaction. It is a bad habit. This self-defeating pattern of behavior can not only be exhausting to you, but also to everyone around you, including ah. your co-workers, boss, and family. Oh, my family hates it when I apologize. Why do we apologize so Why? much? Why do we? Melody Wilding asks, which, by the way, she is a uh, life coach of some sort. You're welcome. That was my due diligence. This apology impulse may have its roots in childhood. Okay. Many women and men and men are taught to uphold the value of politeness. Yes, but it used to be polite. It's socialized into a psyche's that being nice equates to likability. It is. Apologizing excessively can be the result of a genuine desire to demonstrate respect. I've apologized to my microphone three times. It can become problematic, however, Uh. when we hold others' opinions and reactions in overly high regard. Uh. Old habits die hard, unfortunately. They do. Those well-intentioned attempts to be differential can sabotage us years later. Ah. A tendency to over-apologize may stem from an aversion to conflict. Apologizing can sometimes be a misdirected means of claiming responsibility in order to make a problem disappear. A preemptive peacekeeping strategy, regardless of whether or not you deserve blame in the first place. I don't. Maybe you do, Lisa. Sometimes you do. Usually if I've cut a fart. Yeah, you should say I'm sorry. In fact, you should apologise to everyone in this room right now. I apologise. We accept. Constantly apologising can have negative effects, side effects, on your career, from giving the appearance of incompetence to annoying your colleagues and superiors with your self-deprecating style. But the most detrimental and lasting side effect of over-apologising is how it corrodes your self-image. <laughs> A bit of corrosion. Here are five ways over-apologizing hurts your career. What an amazing American accent. Thank you. I've been working on it. What do you think? It's better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) The way you're committing, like, physically to that was amazing. Okay. I think my character's name is... Rudy. Midge. Midge. (laughs) Midge. No, no, I'm, I'm the Australian Marla Hooch. I don't. What is that? From mean? A League of Their Own. Oh, I love Marla Hooch. She's the best. God, A League of Their Own is the best movie also. She's Lisa, the best. Do you want to know what Ma character is called? Who? Ricky, the Risky Biscuit. God damn you. <laughs> God damn you. Listen, if you don't know what a Risky Biscuit is, Too listen late. to the, I think it was the last weekly beat. And the look one online. That. Look online. Look online or at our Instagram. Hashtag Risky Biscuit. <laughs> for our interpretations of a risky biscuit. Thank you. Five ways over-apologizing hurts your career. What? Insecurity. Number one. Insecurity and self-doubt. Oh, that was it. Oh, all I right. thought you were going to pitch like a comedic. Oh, number, I'm sorry. Number, number one, one, you knock lamps over all the time. You're always in the say, darkness. You cut a fart in the wrong place. You cut a fart. You cut a, the phrase cut a fart is <laughs> Stupid. And I love it. Okay. Insecurity and self-doubt. Apologizing for popping into your boss's office at a scheduled meeting time. Like, I'm sorry to interrupt. Are you ready to chat? Is not only unnecessary. Your boss agreed to that time slot, right? Yeah, just cut out the first sentence. Yeah, it may convey a lack of confidence. Insincerity. When you're repeatedly lied to by someone, you stop believing what that person says. They lose face. Constantly saying, I'm sorry, can have the same effect. Yeah. 
Un- unwarranted apologies not only bloat your speech and detract from the clarity of your message. Was that but number two, insincerity? Insincerity. All right. But they also dilute the power of the phrase to a point where it may come off as disingenuous. It's true when I apologize for farting, but I don't stop farting. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Sorry. They don't believe me. Or if you say it like that, Sorry. I say sorry, hashtag sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Because I'm not sorry. And I can't stop if I wanted to. Yeah, it's just my body. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if if the microphone picked that up. Did you hear that? Please tell me you did. (laughs) On cue. (laughs) Lisa said it's just my body. My stomach went. (laughs) I hope that we can get that. Pumped up a bit. Everyone needs to hear that. What are the odds here's of that the, timing? Here's the best part. Your stomach did not apologize. Yeah, I need. I just need a snack, and I'm not. And that's the fact. Jake. Snack fact. Jake, it's the fact. Jake. Okay. The third way over apologizing hurts your career is powerlessness. If you're the only one always apologizing, it can signify a power imbalance, which can erode the relationship and your self-esteem along with it. Here's where women face a double bind. Female executives who apologize too much may be taken as too timid and passed over for promotions due to a perceived lack of leadership skills. Yet they may simultaneously be criticized for being aggressive if they're direct. if I fought a lot, I feel powerless. If I fought a lot, I feel powerful because should, it's like I've marked my territory. I should change my In thinking. that meeting, I go, and then I look people in the eye. Oh, it's very, I cock my head to the very left. Very uncomfortable. Look at this. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Head's cocked to the left. Wide eyes are on. I just cut a fart. I just cut a fart. It says, I think it sends a message that I know what I'm doing yeah. and I know how to get things done and I don't shy away from difficult conversations. Or awkward situations. <laughs> All right, number four. Number four, depending on external validation. Oh, you lost your American accent. Apologising maybe subconsciously. Lip. <laughs> By the way, this is probably really hard to listen to, to people who are used, if English is your second language and you're used to hearing it in an American accent or a British accent to suddenly have an Australian accent is very hard to listen to. Are you you saying Aussies aren't worth listening to? No. That's not what I'm saying. All right. (laughs) Um, Anyway, good luck. Let us know, international listeners, how's this episode going? Depending on external validation, apologizing may be subconsciously levered as a way to seek reassurance. When you say, I'm sorry, are you hoping your coworker will say nothing to apologize for? Or, oh, no, you did a great job on that presentation. You're so pretty. I'm sorry. You're so beautiful. I'm so sorry. I cut a fart. You should be sorry. Cut a fart. Oh, my God. Imagine like a nice little um, marble-handled cheese knife to cut the fart. Keep that right in my back pocket. Compromising your professional values. That's number five. That's number five. Leadership requires backbone. You have to know what you stand for. But over-apologizers tend to focus on others' perceptions of what is right and wrong instead of their own. When that happens repeatedly, your personal beliefs and values, huge parts of your identity, get the shaft. Without a clear sense of your personal mission, your career can quickly go astray. 
Any of this ring a bell? If so, chances are this isn't how you want to come across in the workplace, nor is it an accurate reflection of your character. It's time to reclaim your confidence at the office and quit saying sorry as a crutch. So how to stop saying I'm sorry so much? Three Three steps. Three steps to take. Three steps to take. Write down all the things you're sorry for, crumple up that piece of paper. And fart on it. And throw it in the trash can. All right. All right. Rubbish bin. Reflect on how your childhood or early development may be contributing to your knee-jerk tendency to over-apologize. So that's a big step. Mm -hmm. The better you understand how your early programming may be contributing to your behavior, the more power you'll have to take action and charge. Do some digging around questions like, what's the first reaction you have when someone tells you no? I'm sorry. (laughs) Was advocating on your own behalf off limits in your family? Yes. Was it encouraged? No. When you were younger, was it acceptable to speak up and share your opinion? No. What other... (laughs) It's like adorable little character. What other major experiences shaped your outlook regarding asserting yourself and respecting authority, particularly at the workplace? I got kicked. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. Lisa needs a hug. My co-worker was very kicky. Kicky? I I hate a kicky person. He was a risky biscuit. (laughs) Thank you. Next, examine the context in which your sorry impulses come out. Uh Start to identify triggers that exacerbate the behavior, such as a certain people, context, moods, or time of the day. When I thought. Yeah, I say I'm sorry a lot on dates. Oh. Why? I don't know. I gotta look at that. I mean, not like a lot. No, I guess I don't. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. No, I guess I guess it's when I am feeling discomfort, vulnerable, vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Look at my body language right now. She's my arms are crossing, crossed, and I'm she's like crossing her arms. I'm making myself small, y'all. Her fingers. Anyway, <laughs> did you hear that? Did one? anyone hear my stomach? Oh God, I need a snack so bad. Um, Okay, pay attention to whether your tendency to over-apologize comes out with some co-workers more than others. Mm. For instance, that pushy, demanding client who constantly requests impossible deadlines may send your stress and your sorry reflex into overdrive. That's my mother. Oh, Linda, hi. (laughs) Here we are, yeah. It's it's Marla Hooch's mother. Marla Hooch's mother. I love Marla Hooch. Start replacing unwarranted apologies with accurate statements to communicate your point. At first, this can be tricky. I often tell clients I work with that there's no shame in asking for verbal do-overs, particularly with family and friends. For example, if you need to cancel happy hour plans with a friend and find yourself auto-apologizing out of habit... My stomach is going wild. It is like a deep sea vent. Like we are, we're in a submarine. We've come across a deep sea vent and it is like. It is so loud. I hope I have a protein bar. I'm giving you one right now. Oh, Lisa. Thank you. Lisa's like elbow deep in her bag searching for a snack. I saw it. Oh, okay. So if you cancel happy hour plans with a friend and find yourself auto apologizing out of habit, catch yourself and say. This is the noisiest burst ever. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God, God, I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) This is not... This is not compelling content. We'll get it after the recording. No, I want you to Lisa has just pulled a full broom out of her bag. No. She's pulled out two other bags out of her bag. That's a third. And a book. Here's a protein bar. Oh, thank you. 
Nugo, dark chocolate pretzel with sea salt. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, no. No. Thank you. I'm going to eat this in a second. Okay. When you can't oh, for the third time. I'm so hot and sweaty. Listen, you should be very sorry. When you cancel on a friend happy hour plans and you find yourself auto-apologizing, catch yourself and say, you know what I really wanted to say is, thanks for understanding. It's a crazy week with all these upcoming deadlines and I appreciate you being flexible. Done. Now, doesn't that feel better than spewing out, sorry, sorry, I'm the worst, I know. Nee. Right? In the long run, apologizing like it's your job can do more harm to your career than good. Whether or not it's how you intend to come across, apologizing excessively can project a poor image to customers, colleagues, and superiors. <laughs> I think you should take a bite of that bar right now. <laughs> you got a gurgle and a snort. I want you to take a bite of that protein oh, bar right now. And this may incorrectly communicate your desire for approval trumps your self-respect. Mm -hmm. By speaking more straightforwardly and clearly, you can showcase your skills and feel more confident in the process. Yeah. So I like to say thanks for understanding more than I'm sorry, right? Thanks for understanding. Yep. And yeah, like you go... And then you look someone in the eye and you go, thanks, thanks for, for understanding. understanding. Thanks for understanding. Yeah. What are other ways that you don't say I'm sorry but well, you, still communicate? You respect? tell me the situation and I'll tell you. Um, you've just um, hit me with your car. <laughs> thanks for understanding that you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> thanks for giving me your insurance information. You look at them and you go, multitasking's a real bitch. Am I right? No, for real. Tell me a situation. Um, uh, you, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I need you all to know that she opened up and it fucking broke in half and fell on the ground. <laughs> I unwrapped the protein bar and half of it just. I'll eat the half on the ground. Just eat the half that's still in the, the thing. Um, I can't think of a situation. I'll I tell you some. Okay. I'll tell you some. So if you're late, thanks mm -hmm. for your patience. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'm late. Mm -hmm. If you need to cancel, like they mentioned, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I let you down, say, mm -hmm. thanks for understanding. Mm -hmm. um, if you disagree with somebody, instead mm -hmm. of saying, I'm sorry, I don't agree, say, thanks for respecting my, mm -hmm. or thanks for hearing my opinion. Yeah. Um, there's lots of ways to frame it so that I, you it, aren't apologizing. It sounds like every time you're... <clears throat> You're turning it into gratitude towards the other person, mm -hmm. which is really cool and empower. Like, add, it creates the space that's like very complimentary I instead think, of like degrading to yourself. Yeah, it's very complimentary. And I don't think we're saying never say I'm sorry because it does feel inauthentic if I hit someone to not say I'm sorry. Oh yeah, if right. You, and if you spill coffee all over someone, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. Or if you I truly say, are twenty minutes thanks late, thanks for running go, into I'm, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I do that thing where when people. <laughs> When someone bumps into me at the grocery mm -hmm. store, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, my automatic reflex is that as opposed to excuse well, you. <laughs> we're women, right? But yeah. I also think um, there's lots of ways to do it. If you catch yourself saying, and please also be gentle with yourself. It's not going to be a light switch. Mm -hmm. It's a skill. That it's, it needs to be mm -hmm. a learned behavior. But it's one of those nuanced self-talk yeah. components yeah. that I think can be really empowering. Especially on an email, you can definitely mm -hmm. backspace, delete, and then start again. Oh, yeah. And I really want to know. Um, for everyone listening, what are ways that you have worked on your self-talk or what, how are ways that you have substituted, I'm sorry for something else? I'm asking because I want to know and use them. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'm not finished, you can say, 
excuse me, thank you for hearing me out. I just have a few more things to say. Yeah. Or you can say, fuck right off. You'll get your turn. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you can cock your head, fart, and say, I wasn't finished. Yeah. Yeah. Misty, thanks for this article. <laughs> and thanks for your... <laughs> thanks for your... Um, stomach noises and thank you for treating us with your accent. Look, this is a pinnacle. This is a perfect example of the kind of quality content you can expect from Go Help Yourself the podcast. We gotta, we have to vary it. Huh? Hey? It's a vary it. Oh, vary, vary, vary. This is, maybe I'm from Tasmania. You don't know me. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. You know what they say in the outback. Go ahead. Oh, life, life is... is <laughs> no, wait. Lisa keeps saying, go help yourself as the sign-off. As though we haven't it. done... I've never done it in my life. episodes never or whatever Never done it in my life. Is. Are you ready? Yeah. Ta- take two. All right. Life is... <laughs> One, two, three. Life, life is, is abundant. That was the weirdest, but I love it. Thank you. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.